The SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. You've heard a lot from me over the last three years, and I think I can help you. My goal is to save you money, and I'll make it easy too. I won't waste your time with 25 questions about whether you got your G1 on a Tuesday or a Friday. Text quote to 860-6008 to get started. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So you're thinking about a nice used vehicle for the summer, but maybe you're a little uncertain about it. You've got questions. Of course, you want to make a smart choice. Well, Jim K. Ford removes all of your worries. First of all, Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. How about a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage? History report of vehicle. Purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. Now, that's peace of mind. Check out jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. All right, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is another episode of the SWP, the Steve Warren Project, all about sports and whatever. Going off on all the top stories right now. Uh, yeah, kicking off a new weekend, a week. Hope you had a good weekend. It is Steve along with Jimmy. James, what's going on? Oh, Stevie boy. Uh, well, I'll, I'll walk you through it, okay? I'll walk you through it. You're a little flush there, by the way, huh? Not working, huh? Busted. Sun tan, sunburn. Okay, not quite, not quite the Jimmy. I'm really tied up to today. Really tied up. Uh, can we do it this evening, Jim? I've got a bunch to do. Uh, no problem, no problem, Stevie. Yep, I'm around. We'll do that. Yeah, I'm really tied up. I've got a bunch of work I've got to get done during the day, Jim. Well, Stevie boy, you forgot. You sat down with the massive sunburn. Yeah. So yeah. unless you were lying in a lawn chair, Steve. Okay, doing a bunch of your work today. You were golfing. Bust 11 10 a.m. Text from Steve to Jimmy. Busterammo. Busterammo. Totally about a golf tournament. I'm you don't need to lie to me, Steve, about this stuff. Hoping okay? we can record tonight. Yes. Okay. I just, you know, all I see was hope we can record tonight. I just assumed you were busy doing other things, that this was less important at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. So, Stevie, yes, allow, me to, sir, allow me to take you inside my life when it comes to gambling. Okay. okay. Uh, I like the action, Stevie. Okay. I like the action. I like the, I like the black. I'm a, I've played blackjack my whole life. Pretty good at it. You know, I, I win my share. I lose my share. Uh, love the sports, Stevie. Love the sports. Lover of the sports. That one, you know, fan of the poop. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> um, so I got the bookie, Stevie. I've had a bookie a long time. Yeah. And uh, I've made bets, Stevie. Uh, you know, with the book. And then I got on these sites, of course, that started whenever so many years ago. So I could bet bet the golf, Stevie. Okay? So I can bet the majors. And uh, I've often done it this way, Stevie, going, I don't think Dustin's going to win. Okay? I don't think Dustin's going to win. So what did I, what do I do? So I go place some money on Dustin to win. Okay? And then, Steve, the tournament's over, and Dustin didn't win. No, he okay. didn't. So let's go to Wednesday night, Jim, when you're looking at me. I don't think Dustin's going to win, so I'm going to put some money on him. Okay. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't think Rory's going to win. I don't think Rory's. So I'm going to bet Rory to win as well. And Rory didn't win. He didn't make the no. cut. Okay. You know, you know so, or, or, or uh, Corey Connors, you know, I think, I think Corey Connors is going to place in the top 10 in the Masters or the U.S. Open. But I'm not going to bet that one. 
Mm-hmm. Corey Connors places top 10 in the Masters of the USA. So, Stevie, Wednesday, you and I chatting about our picks for the US Open. Okay. I've never felt better, Steve. You might have heard. I've, I repeated it a couple of times that Matthew Fitzpatrick is my long shot. Mm-hmm. Steve, they're not talking about him, and they should be. Got great results leading up to this. Watch out. Watch out, Stevie. I think I said, watch out for Matthew Fitzpatrick. So I learned my lesson, Stevie. What do I do? Okay. You might say, how much did you win, Jim? Okay. Yep. Yep. Stevie, how much did you win? Because when I make a bet, Steve, I don't fuck around, man. Okay. I don't bet 15 or 20. I bet 50. Okay. Sometimes a hundo, Steve. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't need you to go back and look at those odds, Steve, but what do you think a hundred, okay, would get you to win Matthew Fitzpatrick to win the U.S. Open, Stevie? Okay. Probably, probably 14 to one, Steve, probably something like that. 15, Beauty. maybe 20 to one might mm-hmm. be his shot to win that. You're making it rain now. Yeah. 20 to one on a Hyundai. Sounds like two grand. Yes, sir. My dark horse gonna do it. Nah, I don't think I'll bet that. Yeah. Oh, then they hit no. their first tee shot, Stevie. They hit the first tee shot. I thought maybe I will. No, too late. Right, the tournament's underway. Can't do that anymore. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Steve. I think he's a dark horse, but I'm not gonna bet on him. Yeah, you did say that on the show, on this very <laughs> show. Just go back to the last episode. You said it because you had texted me bragging about it. And then I went back. I said, I don't even remember that, to be honest. And you, ha- you for sure said it and uh, did not put your money where your mouth is, as no. they say. But uh, no, just it certainly a, was a- I'm just a sucker gambler, Stevie. I've yeah. come to admit it. Okay. Yeah. It's just a, it's a sucker's game, of course, gambling, right, on sports. But no, I didn't, didn't, never felt more sure, Steve, about a long shot. Yeah. Never. You know, you're never. Ma- you may, here in the camera, you were making reference to how a sunburned I was from golf today. Can you see this too? Making, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> making the sign of an L with my finger the and thumb. Sign. Yeah, so why don't you kill me? <laughs> but I'm it was a great U.S. Thing. Open. No doubt yeah. about that. Matthew Fitzpatrick is your U.S. Open champion, and it was great theater. I was thinking about all the talk about live golf. Uh, how long is it going to be before live golf can touch what we saw at the U.S. Open? 30 years of going, you know, going great for 30 years. Such a good tournament because it means something. Sure. Um, live golf right now, like I say, it's going to be three decades before they can even begin to approach that kind of excitement because the U.S. Open matters and live golf does not. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at it. And certainly great theater right down to the end with uh, Will Zalatoris. He's got a chance to tie and, and force a playoff and he'd been making big putts all day long and uh, just missed to the left, just burned the outside edge and uh, had that awkward moment where you know that Fitzpatrick, his caddy, his whole family want to absolutely freak out, but it's kind sure. of bad form. But uh, they eventually celebrated, obviously, and it was a pretty special moment for him. And it was a pretty great afternoon of golf. What did you think? Well, always, always does. You know, um, speaking of bad luck, I, 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 they're all high drama for me, Stevie. I love them. I love them for different reasons than other people do. I love them for the obvious reasons that, that I do. Uh, being a you know lover of the game and and have competed, you know uh, when I was a junior, you know I was I was a good player, so I, I you know I I love the competition. It's my favorite sport, hands down, hands down, my favorite sport. Uh, so 
the ma- there's nothing like it for me, you know, the, the majors to sit down and, and watch it. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, with growing up with my father, you know, and, and him, him sitting down going, okay, this is, I think I've told you before and all the good listeners, you know, my dad snapping the channel, Stevie, okay, with the floor model color TV mm-hmm. and then turned to, and that was the, the masters on Saturday afternoon for only two hours. And he always right. said, of course, as you know, welcome son to one of the greatest cultural events of, of all time. <laughs> So, so I love it. I, I, I love it. And, uh, this is, this was no exception. You know, it was, it was great golf. It was ups and downs. It was guys playing their way into it, guys playing their way out. Uh, the course was a monster, you know, um, and, uh, this story of Fitzpatrick was, uh, you know, he, he hasn't been out there that long in 20, in 2013, he won the U S junior amateur on that same golf course. Right. Okay, well, in in 2013, so he was just a kid. So this is 10 years later. He he, he's probably not 30 yet. I'm guessing doing the math. I mean, he's probably 26 or seven years old. Uh, is my guess, Stevie? Um, what he is, but fantastic story, fantastic story. Because the, the you weave in the whole caddy who's been out there for try this on for size, Steve. 40 years that guy's been caddying. Okay, yeah. 40 years hasn't won the Stanley Cup yet. Okay if you know what I'm saying, hasn't, yeah. hasn't won a major. And that guy wins. Did you see him kissing the flag, the yeah. caddy, kissing the, uh, uh, on the 18th hole? Yeah. Uh, and he's been, so did you see some of the guys that he's carried the bags of over the 30 plus years that he's been one of the top tier caddies out there in the PGA Tour? It's Billy Foster. Um, he carried the bags of Sebi Ballesteros, Darren Clark, Thomas Bjorn, Lee Westwood, and uh, yesterday won his first major championship. And he, and again, back to that thought of, okay, at this stage of the game, um, Fitzpatrick, his guy, has putted out on 18. He's got a one-stroke lead. Zalatoris has the last putt, and uh, he can tie and force a playoff. So everybody's watching off to the side, and <laughs> Billy Foster drama. was the guy. He just basically dropped his hat, and he was, like, trying not to cry or make noise or anything like that. The family was trying not to make too much noise because it's, it's bad form to cheer someone's failure, to cheer sure. someone's heart being ripped out of their chest the way yeah. it was for Zalatoris. So, but it was certainly a special moment for his caddy as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I guess that's the point of all this, right? Is, is what's, what's, what's the side story, yeah. you know? What's the side story with, you know, Colorado might win this Stanley Cup, you know? And I, I'm always, you know, and I'm, I'm, I love that, I guess, as much as I do golf majors. Not, you know, not totally. That would be a lie because I do like the golf. It's my favorite deal. Um, but then you get these stories of comebacks and mm-hmm. relationships with parents and hockey coaches and and mentors, you know, and life coaches and all this shit now. It's just, uh, I love that. I love that about the high drama of sports, you know. And uh, golf never fails. Golf never fails um, in, in these majors. However, Stevie, <laughs> talk about bad luck. I should know this. Okay. I've only been to one major in my life, Steve. Okay. And uh, it was the Masters in 2008, Steve, where it was the least popular victory of all Masters of all time. Okay. It, was oh. that, it didn't Which have a bunch of drama. It was Trevor Immelman won it. No one had sort sort of heard of the guy. It was, yeah, it was like Danny Willett when he won, but it was an incredible win. And there was there wasn't much to it. And of course, that's the one I picked 
to go to Stevie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <and movement. laughs> okay. Got the L up again. There you go. Um, <laughs> but certainly, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, certainly the U S open, it's a master stroke. The way they have decided to uh, align the date. This has been going on for years now, but they've aligned the date with father's day, you know, which is another thing that makes it special. And, and I think back, this is my second father's day that we've just gone through without my dad who passed away in the fall of 2020. Right. And, right. Uh, and certainly just, it made the whole thing special. Like we, that's what we would do. We would sit down on, on father's day. And, uh, and this is just something we'd recently done the last 10, 15 years, but we'd sit down, have our chicken wings and ribs that I'd bring over and mow down on those while we watch the U S open. And that's, that's another thing that makes the U S open special. So uh, across the board, um, great event. It was very exciting, this particular event, but there's all mm-hmm. kinds of intangibles to the thing as well. And, uh, well, I, I got, I, I got to say performance wise that Fitzpatrick hit maybe the most clutch shot I've ever seen out of the bunker totally. like in, on, Steve, on 18, yeah. on 18 off the, off the tee Fitzpatrick, who has a one stroke lead on both Scheffler and Zalatoris Fitzpatrick steps up there and drills it into the bunker. And we're going, Oh, Oh, this is for sure going to a playoff if he hangs on at all. And then out of the bunker, I mean, just lasers one to what, about 20 feet of, of yeah, the hole? It was, just, it was yeah. a huge miscue, but uh, he, he he was so clutch. That was a great, great shot that'll go down in U.S. Open history. Yeah. the I'll tell you something about golf, Steve. You know, the drama of golf. And I agree with you, Steve. You know, Father's Day, my dad... But, you know, I was, I grew up playing golf. My dad taught me how to play golf and blah, 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 blah. So, so it does mean something, right? There's this great, you know, if you don't think sports galvanizes or sports has something to do with your life, all I got to do is think of that snapshot, you know, Sunday afternoons, watch this with my dad. Yeah. The thing about golf, Stevie, is each, each shot that you have to attempt, okay, uh, gets harder and harder and harder and harder and harder from Thursday morning to Sunday afternoon. Right. You know, when that guy steps onto the green on Thursday morning on the first hole, if there's a commentator there and he's got a five-footer, they're going to say to him, okay, and it's his first U.S. Open or it is, the, you know, whatever, they're going to go, this is, a, this is a vital putt in this guy's life, okay? If he can make this five-footer this week, it's going to really bode well for him that he drilled this in, right? And, and if he doesn't, oh, my God, that's going to play on him, blah, 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 okay? Well, now come Friday. You know, he's got to make this to get into to make the cut. You know, way bigger than that putt on Thursday morning. And when he makes the cut, Stevie, he's got to make this on Saturday afternoon to get into the final group, you know, and try and deal with the fact that Adam Hadwin, for example, has never been in this position before. And then on the final round, Stevie, you know, you'll you'll hear them go, putt of his life, sand shot of his life, tee shot of his life, right, as each hole goes on. Well, the biggest and most important one would make sense would be the last shot of the last day of the last round on the last hole. So this guy out of a fucking bunker, you know, uh, with, with the pressure, never winning Stevie is, you know, this is this, the whole story was incredible, incredible story of, I don't know, Joe Carter hitting the big dinger, Stevie, you know, Matthew Fitzpatrick winning his first major hitting that, hitting that bunker shot, long bunker shot folks, by the way, if you didn't see it, like just, yep. I agree, Stevie. Big, big yeah. highlight of the year, you know. And, and and let me let me ask you this from a golf perspective. I think I heard Fred Couples say this once. See if you agree that that's the hardest shot in golf, like the long bunker shot, just to just to have the accuracy you need to get that ball close. It's a par four. His first shot's in the bunker. Now he's got to get his approach shot close to the hole. 
to ensure that he, he maintains his lead, that 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 particular shot is so hard to control. Like it's not like at the bunker when you're greenside, all those guys nail those. All those guys do fine with that stuff. But to control your distance, and not to mention, you know, being able to just pluck it cleanly out there and getting the face of the club on it properly, uh, it's often right. seen so, as the hardest shot in goal, golf. Yeah, it's a good discussion. So everyone will say, how, how are these guys so incredibly good around the greens out of the bunker, out of a trap? You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just like all day long. Yep, good shot. Yeah, good shot. Yeah, good. Carried it 20 feet. You know, had to had to check it up there. Had to do a little chunk and run. Had to, you know... And, and the reason they're so good out of it, and the reason that they really do say they don't want that ball sitting in the rough, they'd rather the thing kick into the trap. And the reason is because the bunkers are designed that those balls go down and lay low in the bunker. Sometimes they'll plug, you see that. But but they get down in low spots or slightly uphill. And the reason they're so good out of the, out of the bunkers, out of the trap, is because the sand is consistent on all golf courses that they make for PGA events from January 1st right through till December 31st. Right. Okay. So they know exactly what the lie is going to be. They know exactly how to play it. Not like hitting it out of grass. You know, you'll often hear, right? Oh, God, this is Bermuda. They're going to have trouble there. You got to blah, blah, blah. It's Kentucky bent grass. You have to do something. So that's why they're so good out of that. Where the worst shot, Stevie, the most difficult shot uh, in golf is the 50 yard bunker shot. Okay. So now you don't have a club that you can rip 50 yards. So now you got to have a half swing. Do you knock it down? Do you do that? The next biggest one, Stevie, is is the is the long iron bunker shot for sure. But but the, the, they'll tell you the most difficult is this. I've I've got to try and finesse this thing 45 yards out of a trap. You know. Right. Um, so, but no no doubt, Stevie, if you're going to look at the four or five toughest shots in golf, that that thing's right there in the top three or four. There's no doubt about it. You know. Yeah. They they love full swing, Stevie. They love to be able to grab a club, got the exact yardage, and this is. I can rip away. I got 131. That's a gap wedge for me and let her fly, you know? Uh, yeah, even that. a hacker will say that if you get, you know, you get, if you get, sometimes you get onto a course where, you know, the, the fairways are really hard and the ball just rolls forever and so, suddenly you're inside 100 yards on a par four and now you're like, you have a wedge in your hand, but now it's all feel because, you know, you're only 60, 70 yards and that's just not a shot you normally make. So right. I guess that plays to your point. In the old days, Stevie, I you know I could hit it, I could nip it off the fairway, right when the when the fairways are down. And then as you get shittier and shittier, Steve, I have to admit, first time too, Stevie, that I'm ad- admitting this. The last time I played golf, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going like this: get in the rough, get in the rough, get in the rough, sit up there, a bit, <laughs> sit up, sit up, get in the rough. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the first kind of rough, right? So the ball, I want the ball sitting up there, Stevie. I don't have the pure stroke I used to have. Yeah. So. Uh, before we get away from golf, I should uh, give a shout out to the the folks at uh, Riverbend and the Richmond Community. Oh, geez, it's the Richmond Legacy Association. They're building a community pavilion in my hometown in the village of Richmond. And so that was the fundraiser that I went to today. Played with uh, Scott Moffat, Mike, and Gord Brown. Mike's big listener to the program. So shout out to Mike. Hey, and Mike. Tip of the cap. Yeah, Mike, good oh, people hey, Mike. there. Yeah. Say hello to the say hello to the nuts and bolts of the show, Mikey, baby. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Steve, speaking of golf, uh, the Canadian Tour, uh, and I did some work for them at one time, Steve. You may remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, a company I worked for owned a few of the events. They might be the worst marketers in the world, Steve. Okay? Oh no. Try- yes. I don't know why. I-, I don't know what they do, but I live in Edmonton, Steve. 
I've there there have been tour stops here before, and uh, I'll, I'll go to them. I love it. I love going to watch. There's they are the future stars. Okay, Steve, I didn't hear one word about this thing. Okay, one word about this golf tournament in my town. Um, when I looked up Sunday night, I, I saw flipping through golf and I saw congratulations, Will Bateman, who I know this kid, local kid. Uh, he won the ATV event on the Canadian tour. I went, that's fantastic. You know, I'm going, I wonder what course was in Toronto. There's something. No, it'd be, it would be eight miles, Steve, from my house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. in, a, in, a, in a weird, in a weird thing, Steve, it was about 600 yards from where I smashed my car a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. okay. They, uh, they, I'll tell you what, Stevie, the problem with the Canadian tour, Steve, is, is they want it to, if you walk on the grounds, I don't know if, if you've been to an event, a Canadian tour event. I have, I've when been you to walk on the years. grounds, it looks like a PGA event. I've been to both. Okay. It's got grandstands and, and you know, this VIP tent over here, players over here. They got the names of the players on the range where they're going to go hit balls. They, they've got the, you know, the exclusive seats for you. Here's the, here's this package over here. You do that. But you know what else they have a lot, Steve, is a bunch of signs telling people that they're not allowed to go here. And what? Yeah. It's just like, okay, this is the player's locker room, not allowed. Okay. You can't go in the clubhouse, not allowed. You can't sit in those seats around 18 because those are special gold member sponsorships that we sold. You can't do that. You can't go inside the rope here unless you have this sort of pass. Da, right. da, 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 da. And all of it sounds right, Steve, but it, 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 there's not enough people there to worry about it. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, there's 51 people sitting in a grandstand that holds 400. Okay. And, and I'm not allowed to go there now for on, on whatever day pass I bought. And they yeah. got to get, they got to get rid of that a whole idea, Steve, they got to get rid of that whole idea and they got to crack this thing wide open and make it free and make it, you're allowed to go anywhere you want. Right. Okay. You can, maybe you can't hang out with the players and that, but, but this, this isn't the Academy Awards, Steve. It's not the U.S. Open. It's not the Masters. You know, they're not, a, a lot of these names, Steve, in fact, most of them would not be household names, would not even be close to it, would right. ever be close to it. You know, and they've got to make it way more accessible, way easier to get in, way easier to get close to the players. And Anyway, this kid won. Was, it's a big story here in Edmonton today when I heard about it. But I would have I gone out and watched it. But that's, the, that's what I think the problem is with that Canadian tour is is they're they're making it inaccessible from something that has got to be way more grassroots you know yeah we've had so, uh we've had uh, the highlands has hosted a is the national capital open to support our troops event right. it's a mouthful it's a mouthful right and then we so that was at the highlands and before that was the trafalgar classic they had at eagle creek sure i remember and, that yeah yeah and so in both cases we got to play with some of the pros in the pro am and a guy named Brian Unk, Jr. and I played with at Eagle Creek. He ended up winning the tournament later on. So it was kind of cool in that you were able to walk with any player you wanted to, as opposed to a big PGA event. You get to stand along the ropes and see him walk by, and then it's bye-bye. I, I guess that's it. Right. So, so it's uh, it's neat that way. And I played at uh, Highlands with a Parisian kid by the name of Julien Brun, and I, I just can't tell you how unbelievable the game these guys have. And it's like, you, you've <laughs> never heard of these people. So the product, the product is exceptional. 100%. The product's exceptional. Yeah. The accessibility to it is backwards. The, yes. That, you know, I, I really do. I really believe it's, 
Some might say, well, you, you know, how are they going to make money, right? Well, maybe maybe you got to start off breaking even. Maybe you got to lose a little bit for a few years. Let's regroup. Let's stand back and let's make this thing free. Mm-hmm. When I come, when you come to Ottawa, you can go watch the future stars for nothing, right? And then, Stevie, so then we go, well, this was unbelievable. You know, like a couple thousand people showed up on, on Sunday to watch this, right? Because yeah. it was nothing. And next year, 3,000 and, and blah, 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 blah. And now I get to go to a sponsor. And so I'm a snapshot around the 18th green every day, right? And they go, yay, let, let's get in there, right? But they're they're sponsored to the hilt, right? They've got, you know, it's this, it's the Boston Pizza tent over here. It's the you know Clubhouse Pass over here, brought to you by et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Parking lots are sponsored by all sorts of shit, but there's no people. There's no people. Sounds so, like a gig might be waiting for you in the promo department at the PGA Tour Canada. Just right. throwing that. Well, they there. lose these sponsors. They they, they got they get, they're not getting any value for their money. So. Anyway. Well, and that's part of why there's uh, no McKenzie Tour slash PGA Tour Canada event in Ottawa any longer. Um, that, uh, I think, wrapped up in 2017, 2018, something like that, and right. uh, ha- has not come back. But we'll take a time out of the program. Man, we've uh, if, we've basically invested most of our show time already on just golf talk. We've got lots of hockey to get to coming up after these words. Insurance is very expensive, and it's my job to save you money. If you can't save money, why would you buy from me? You have plenty of options, so make me one and you'll see why. Text quote to 613-860-6008 to get started. We can spend 10 minutes to connect and I'll email you a personalized quote. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So, are you thinking about a nice used vehicle for the summer, but you're a little uncertain about it? You want to make a smart choice, of course. Well, Jim K. Ford is here to remove all your worries. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. How about a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage? History report of the vehicle purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. That is peace of mind. Check out JimKFord.com today. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. So we do have the NHL Stanley Cup Final, Game 3 mm-hmm. happening tonight. Uh, it's actually just underway as we're recording this, so we're not going to be able to talk to you too much about Game 3. We apologize for that, but we can certainly talk about that Game 2. What in the world was that all about? The Colorado Avalanche made the Tampa Bay Lightning look like the worst team in the league all of a sudden. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champs were rendered, I don't know, impotent from a hockey Polish. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. They ju- it just looked like the Harlem Globetrotters against the Washington Generals, I think they're called. Anyway, yeah. 7 nothing. Colorado wins. And I was saying, with the Tampa Bay Lightning down 0-2 in this series, they've dug themselves a much bigger hole than the 0-2 hole they dug against the Rangers in the last round. This is going to be one they will not be able to get out of, in my opinion. So so break that game down for me, Stevie. I was a, I was out. I had the recorder going, so I come back and sort of just zip through goals. Uh, and I saw on the way home seven, I saw four nothing there, I think, through a couple of periods. And I was like, you know, because Rusty said, Rusty Cortnell said, not even the Colorado Avalanche are equipped to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. And I think a large part of why Russ said that was Andre Vasilevsky. And now he's looking like a mere mortal. Because everybody said after game one, well, don't forget about his record. After game one, you, you lose a game. Right. When you right. lose a game, Vasilevsky has a save percentage of 999. No, it's too much. It's not that high. But anyway, yeah. his save percentage, <laughs> his record, he just can't beat him two times in a row. Not only did they beat him two times in a row, 
They won 7-0, and a few of those early goals were pretty leaky, in my opinion. So Vasilevsky suddenly looked like a mere mortal. Right. Will he rally now? We'll find out. But that would be the biggest thing right away. And I think that at that stage of the game, Tampa kind of wilted for a moment, given that you know pucks were going in left and right, and mm-hmm. uh, it just got out of hand. They won't well, lose their breakdown, it. their breakdowns in play, like their defense, right? It was just I, I watched the highlights. And I'm like, yeah, that's a two on one again. Yeah, yeah, and they're shorthanded. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and that building is unbelievable. Like that crowd in Denver is just freaking out from start to finish. They're singing songs like it's an English Premier Soccer League game. Right. They're so loud. It reminded me of Nashville when they went to the Stanley Cup final. I think it was 2017. They've got a fantastic fan base as well. But uh, just a party atmosphere. And man, the Avalanche players were partying it up on the ice. Like the puck control, the possession time. Tampa mm-hmm. was just, just, I don't know, just limply. Limply? I, know, I think you can go with limply. Limp- limply. Limply, <laughs> in a limp fashion, just chasing yes. Colorado around the ice, vainly trying to get the puck back. They did not look like two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. And I fully believe when you look at Colorado, which is now 14-2 and two in these playoffs, uh, they're not losing for the next five games. Tampa Bay's run, Stanley Cup champions, is over. Yeah, I hope. Well, I hope this isn't going to sound ridiculous if uh, Tampa wins tonight six nothing in Game yeah, Three. Right? Yeah. So, well, anyway, that's, that's what I know, feel. Right? Yeah, exactly. you don't know. But but if anyone's going to come back, Stevie, okay, if anyone's going to come back, it's it's it, it can't be Tampa. Like like you point out in the New York series. Yeah, you know, if anyone's going to come back against New York and then flop, it'll be it, it'll be Tampa, right? It'll be Tampa. So yeah, uh, I'll, you know what, Stevie, do yourself a favor, folks, and watch the games in Colorado. Well, tonight. Uh, no, they're in Tampa now, so you'll have to yeah. wait unless they wrap it up. That's the coolest thing ever where you brought up they're singing songs. Um, they, they weren't singing songs, Steve, out in the little gathering area, you know, in the outdoor area. They weren't singing songs before the game. They were singing it between puck drops. Right. Like, and, and during the play, like, like, like pitcher, the old Neil Diamond standard there, you know, that, 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 right? I, I don't even know what song they were singing. But the whole arena was, I went, this is unbelievable, man. Oh, how can yeah. you not know the song they were singing? There was what one was TV, it? There was one TV timeout, and they got to go for about 90 seconds, two minutes straight. It was Blink-182, All the Small Things, which is the song you, me, and JR uh, got that parody song to All the Leafs Stink. Back oh, no the, way. Is that yeah, what it was? Like, I thought yeah. I recognized it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Marcus, yeah. uh, who's a great listener to the program, he tweeted that out. He actually tweeted the video of the Denver fans singing that song, the real song, of course, not uh, all the Leafs stink that we came up with. And he right. wondered when here in Ottawa, Sens fans will get to do that, sing our version of that song at a playoff game. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully not too far in the distant in the future. So, but uh, yeah, that that song and many others, the fan base there is just fantastic through the yeah, roof. It really is. And they've yeah. got a great team, obviously. They've got um, one of the things I think that Tampa was really struggling with is the ongoing excellence of Kale McCarr, who's just uh, blossomed as a mega superstar in the NHL before our eyes this spring. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's beyond He's beyond the... And he's having a hell of a series. No, no. He's, yeah, yeah. That, one's, that one's in his back pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll call it quits right there, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh-huh. We'll have more on what's happened in uh, Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. 
Should I sneak a peek and see if uh, everything I was talking about, how Tampa has no chance of coming back? I got Should it I on. Sne- I got it right here. I got it right here. So what is the score right now? It's because we're about half an hour into the uh, game. Five minutes in, Tampa's up 5 nothing. Oh, no. That's the <laughs> worst. That is the worst. It's 0-0, zero, zero, five minutes in. Okay, good, good. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us today. Our website, it's a very simple one, stevewproject.com. We urge you to check that out if you want to connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback Wouldn't on the show. Ever. Yeah. If you have any feedback on the show or something you'd like us to talk about on the show, let's chat it up. Our email address is stevewproject.outlook.com. Enjoy your evening, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the hockey game, and we shall talk to you in our next episode. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. <laughs> Why is it so breathy? Though?